0: Hi, this is Andy McCluskey from Orchestral Music of the Dark, and you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Kyle
1: Kinane. For as much DIY, i play wherever kind of attitude. It does still have to have some strategy of like, all right, I was just there six months ago, I can't go back now because I don't have a new act yet. So I have to be mindful of that. I don't want to roll through and give somebody the same bits. You see me one time, you see the act, it's good. You see me a second time, and it's mostly the same act, you're probably not going to come back the third time.
0: It's been ages since we spoke to Kyle Kanane had a fun chat with him. Uh, we have a song of the week coming up from Rattan featuring Oliver Heldens and Vula. Uh, Interesting tune, borrows uh, a little riff from an 80s tune, so stay tuned for that. But first, as always, a dumb bit. Time for...
1: What kind of nonsense is that?
0: And it's not a political one this time, it is a sports one. And uh, well, over the weekend, this past weekend, uh, this happened.
1: After three years off the field, Colin Kaepernick is again showing NFL scouts and the media what he can do on the field. More than 45,000 of you watched it all live on our 11 Alive YouTube page. Right now, things are wrapping up at Charles Drew High School, that's in Riverdale.
0: And for those of you who may not recall, quick recap, as it were, uh, the Colin Kaepernick's name is Cap. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, a couple of seasons ago, football seasons ago, decided to uh, take a knee during the national anthem to point out, hey, you know, it seems like a lot of people of color are getting beaten up and sometimes killed by police officers, and and these uh, folks, uh, these people of color, in many cases, are not even armed, and uh, people got very upset at that notion. And, um, misinterpreted, by the way, the whole protest, thought it was a, a, a slap in the face against America or, or the military. Because, th- c- concurrently, the uh, the NFL uh, is paid by the military, by the way, millions of dollars to have these flyovers and all these, you know, military celebrations before football games. So people misinterpreted all that. Weirdly, the people that supported Colin Kaepernick and his right to take a knee during the National Anthem, <laughs> former military personnel. How about that? Isn't that crazy? So, yeah, um... Boy, well, it's funny. People love the Constitution until people actually exercise their rights under the Constitution, and <laughs> they're not for that at all. All right. So uh, the people also, uh, w- when this happened, uh, the, the following season. Uh, we people very a lot of other players t- took a knee uh you know to support Colin Kaepernick and um NFL ratings coincidentally uh dropped that same season uh TV ratings dropped a bit attendance dropped a bit and people will say well these these ingrates kneeling during the national anthem is what it is and I'm like Really? It wasn't like the Los Angeles Chargers or the Las Vegas Raiders or the or the St. Louis, uh, Los Angeles, back-to-Los Angeles Rams uh, guys dying because of their suffering from injuries uh, long after their playing days from concussions and suffering all kinds of uh, mental issues. It, th- that didn't put you off from the game? It's a guy kneeling during the National Anthem exercising his constitutional rights? That was—you <laughs> wait a gosh darn minute here. All right, so another thing that factors into this is— um, There have been a couple, well, first of all, uh, Ray Lewis killed a guy, let me point that out to you. And secondly, another fella got into trouble and got in some real trouble. And uh, well, you might remember this. I was
1: actually on the golf course in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh my gosh, look at that thing. Right down the middle, good job, Mike. My best friend called me and told me I knew it was over. You know, the things that I was trying to hide for so many years or thought I could get away with uh, was now coming to light. How could a football star making literally millions of dollars allegedly get involved in something like this?
0: So that's former uh, quarterback Michael Vick. And, of course, he got into trouble because he was part of a dogfighting ring, and uh, he was he served jail time, and then he came back uh, controversially, is that a word, uh, signed with another team. He I think he was with the Eagles originally. He ended up with the Falcons, and I, I even think our friend uh, Kostaki, or some Falcons fan that I know, w- had some misgivings. They are like, well, you know, do we... Or maybe it was over there around. Maybe it was with the Falcons and the Eagles. It's been so long since I followed this. It's, it's unbelievable. But anyway, a, a fan of the team he ended up with told me that he had some misgivings about Michael Vick being on the team. But then, they thought, well, he served his debt to society. He was convicted of the crime, and but he, he did the time. And he came out and like, well, should you punish this guy forever? Is he not allowed to make a living anymore after he, after he served his time? And the way this ties into the Colin Kaepernick thing, of course, is that Kaepernick didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> he wasn't convicted of a crime. He exercised his constitutional right and kneeled during the National Anthem to point something out as a person with some visibility who could say, hey, there's some things that are messed up going on right now. And as someone who's got some visibility, a starting quarterback for a team that went to the Super Bowl, I'd like to point this out and say, might want to give this some thought. That's all I'm saying. So... Even if you do disagree with Colin Kaepernick and say, why, police officers don't shoot people of color or or hassle them at all. You could say, look, here are the statistics to prove it. And I think the reason people don't do that is because there are no statistics to prove that. In fact, the statistics prove the exact opposite, that Colin Kaepernick is right. But anyway, even if you disagree with them, you know, if you love the Constitution— He's exercising his constitutional rights, and so you just, you just got to go with that. And uh, while it feels like I should be doing some scores at the bottom of the hour and then opening up the phone lines, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to remind you that again that this segment is called
1: What Kind of Nonsense Is That?
0: Kyle Canaan is a stand-up comedian who has been called a Comedian's Comedian, and uh, he tells us that less is sometimes more when it comes to performing stand-up comedy. Here now is our interview with Kyle Kinane.
1: is not a normal, uh, abbreviation, so I was like, somebody just shorten
0: this, and then I don't know no, it, real name? No, it I throws, pe- it throws people, yeah, um, uh, yeah, we, we spoke probably years and years ago, I'm not even sure for which paper, it was probably Cincinnati City Beat, actually, because uh, I know you, okay. you've played here before, uh, many a time, but, uh, yeah, well, uh, I guess a good place to start then, since it's been so long since we talked, now you got your fingers in a lot of pies there, but, uh, what's new with you, what's the latest and greatest?
1: Oh, trying to avoid the phrase fingers and pies. Oh, that's I think, uh, not me. Goals. It's been ruined by current times. Anyway, yeah, true. Let's see. What, what have I been doing? Oh, man. just Still, I mean, I don't know. Stand-up's been the thing I wanted to do and that I still get to do. So that's been the focus. Uh, regardless, I have been mean, doing some voiceover stuff and and uh, but yeah, just just stand up, man. It's, in that, it's a it's a puzzle you don't finish, so that's been so that's been my pursuit, man.
0: So how often are you are you out on the road then? Because I know now you're you're playing theaters mostly now, which of course is a, a great gig to have. But are yeah. you in like do you stay? or are you based? On, first of all, are you in New York or L.A.? <clears throat> I'm
1: in okay. L.A. Okay, I've been. Uh, <clears throat> I've been letting people know I'm, I'm either use the phrase semi-retired or I just say phase three. And I don't know what either of those <laughs> means, but it, it, it's been more of like, oh yeah, I, you can't just tour and do comedy because then all your comedy is about touring or oh yeah, God forbid things you ingest from the news. And that's not what I want <laughs> at all. Like that's, I mean, yeah, make a great joke about it, but then be depressed because of your constant awareness of how seemingly terrible things are out there. So it's like, well, I think I'd rather just take chunks of time off to live my life and have human experiences and then go back and do comedy about that. So that's been, you know, I took all summer off and did a little vacations with the, with the missus and just rode my bike and tried to have as much fun as possible. Life's short. I don't know. Yeah, that you can, kind of cliched shit. So. Sure. Well, where'd you go on vacation? Where do we go? We went to, I mean, well, I'm, I'm pretty typical Midwestern, so we're like, oh man, <clears throat> once you once you can afford more than uh, the, well, scratch that, I don't want to say it that way, but like, <clears throat> I went to Hawaii once and I was like, oh, this is the best place on earth. And people were like, if you like Hawaii, you should go to Tahiti, you should go to Bali. I'm like, no, nah, this is good. It's close. <laughs> Closer than those places. It's bonkers and I'm uh, pretty basic. You give me a fun drink. And clear blue water, and I'll be happy till the day I die. So, that was the big one with the lady. Did some bike riding trips. This is a very exciting interview so far. Isn't oh no, it's, it? it's
0: um, <laughs> well, you're you're considered what uh, you know we call a, a comedian's comedian. So it's kind of nice to you know uh, delve and that kind of peek behind the curtain and you know and, and, and see uh, yeah. you know the the, the creativity, creativity in action.
1: <laughs> that guy's not gonna make it too big. <laughs>
0: well, no, that's what you know because whenever when well, I know whenever you come to Cincinnati all the comedians here are very excited, and there's a few guys that, you know, I mean, we love all the national acts, of course, but there's this, there's this handful of guys and gals that when they, when they come here, uh, the the comedy scene gets very excited, whether it's uh, a Jimmy Pardo, a Nikki Glaser, you know, people yeah. that come here frequently, you know, people enjoy seeing those folks here and get, you know, and, uh, you know, because you're, you're at the top of the game, as it were.
1: Well, I mean, that's also just, trying to lock down my longevity like if you're not somebody that like that I mean I was making jokes but like it, I, that's great if comedians want to see what I'm up to because then that means the world that's respect from your peers and uh, that means the selling tickets is great getting a bunch of people to come out is great but I've always been very weary of being a flash in the pan which is why I'm 42 and still, Scared of, like, uh, oh, what if my career pops? Maybe maybe you're on the plateau and it's okay, Kyle. Maybe that's what's going on. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I, you know, I'm very weary of fan bases that are just a flash in the pan, like, oh, this guy had a one-hit thing and then everybody came out and then that's it. You know, I'd rather go for a slow and steady, oh, always quality, <clears throat> maybe not the biggest venues, uh, but... If you come out, you should have a good show. Tickets should be priced in a way that you're willing to take a chance if you don't know the rest of the stuff. like I'm a real funny $25 comedian. I'm not <laughs> a funny $50 comedian.
0: Uh-huh. I so, think people would argue that, but that. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because I've I've been doing this for a long, long time uh, interviewing comedians. Before that, I interviewed musicians, and I still interview musicians occasionally. But, um, you know, there I are.
1: Should ask how much these tickets were for Pantages first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're like I think they're like 30 or
0: something. They they actually are on the on the lower side for uh a, for a Pantages show. Actually, I was kind of surprised because you know usually mm-hmm. once you get that theater level, man, you can you know really, I've uh, seen go, go upwards of 60, 70 bucks, you know, but um. Uh, you know, there are a lot of these people, kind of like you're saying, that you know they do this thing. They're on a uh, a TV talent show, let's say, <laughs> and uh, you know they're all the rage, and they and then you know they don't they don't have to do press. They feel and they don't have to and they don't even have to answer that they're and their representatives don't answer that they don't do press. And then about yeah. a year or two later down the road, hey, so and so is coming to town, and he was on this talent show a couple of years ago and i'm like
1: yeah Yeah, the show's not on the air nope nobody remembers it yeah things fly by night especially with comedy and youtube and everything so yeah i'm i've always looked at the long game i i'm not trying to do something else i'm not trying to i mean if people want me to act in something they say we want kyle for this i'll do it i'm not i don't live in la to do auditions i came here to Get spots and be in a city where like comedy will get you noticed to do more comedy that was the plan so all this other stuff that's come along has been uh, great fun uh, accoutrement to stand up but i'm gonna be a stand-up that's what i'm gonna do so <clears throat> i need to know i can come back to those cities years from now and <clears throat> still have some people willing to come out and also a full show is better i don't want to do a Who knows? Maybe I'll change. I don't know. Maybe I'll charge 80 bucks, but only do a 50 seater. You know, maybe that'll be maybe that'll be the move. But uh, I'd rather have people in the seats and have a good show than an empty show because I priced out my fan base.
0: No, certainly. Now, I know a lot of people say there's you know, there's a difference between, you know, clubs and theater, certainly. And people, you know, Mm -hmm. like the lower ceiling in a club and the intimacy and, and and sometimes it can get too big. Like I know most comedians really aren't keen on arenas. Uh, because of you know, once the room gets too big, it's kind of like it's a whole different. And, uh, in fact, Josh Need, that a guy I worked for at work for his t shirt company, he was kind of saying the same thing. He did a, 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 yeah, he did an arena with um, yeah, since any guy, he did an arena with um, Larry the Cable Guy, and he goes, it was fantastic, but it's a it's a whole different show, you know. If you're doing an arena versus where you can see everybody and go bananas, and you know, it can really gauge the reaction, uh, do you kind of feel the same way, or you your can you just you just approach everything as you know, this is my set, and you know, here we go.
1: No, there's definitely a aesthetic that works better uh I mean, I opened for the impractical jokers in Chicago over the summer. Oh, they're nice guys and, uh, they're very nice guys but i'm I bombed really it, it, so it just so happened it was the day after I got back from Hawaii so I was, uh my my tie soaked and sunburned for ten days. <laughs> And then I'd do a show at a giant amphitheater.
0: Uh. But
1: also, it's like you're doing a set and people are just looking at the screen like you're on, you're 50 feet tall on a TV screen behind you. So, any nuanced little thing that's 50 feet tall. And yeah, I just don't, I mean, that's not how I would like to enjoy comedy, but it was, it was packed. It was a crowded amphitheater. Yeah, I know. But you don't know, like you do something sarcastic in a club or something that, like, you get 150 people in a room and 20 people laugh at it because you know it was a little aside. It wasn't. A, it was like that was a quick little weird thing. If you got it, you got it. Anyway, we can move on. But whatever that percentage might be, when you're looking at a thousand people and only 200 people laugh, that's a lot smaller laugh. Uh,
0: yeah, I would imagine compared, that would happen. happen compared to fact. the
1: giant room, and you, so for me, I'm like, oh, I'm bombing right now.
0: <laughs> it's <but> you <laughs> mentioned- I don't
1: know, I'm playing these bigger theaters, and hopefully, the style still fits. I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm working with new management and trying to like, okay, let's make some, let's make some moves with comedy. I would, I would always rather. I don't know. You, it, it, the bigger places are kind of rough for up. Yeah, but- well, it's an intimate, <clears throat> it's an intimate thing to be.
0: I like think you're saying with the touring, with the stand uh, you know, you can kind of, you'll kind of live and die in your own terms where it's like, you know, the acting and the voiceover stuff, and the other stuff they get is nice, but it's not, you've got a lot less control. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah uh, with that, I, mean, I mean, it's still all luck. It's still all, oh boy, you did great on an audition, but we just saw a guy that looks just like you and he just did a little bit better. Stand up. I'll go out every night. You can go out every night and practice. There's always open mics. Yeah, they suck. But what? Do you want it or not? Well, I don't have any patience for people who are like, open mics are terrible. Yeah, they're open mics.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. The nature if you based. can't
1: do that part, you don't get the next part.
0: You know, you were uh, talking about amphitheaters. Um, I you know, remember hearing some, you know, they, back in the old olden days, uh, you know, it, People used to open for um, musical acts, which I thought was, uh, which was really odd. And I guess that's really not a trend anymore. Have you ever had an experience uh, doing anything like that?
1: Um, I've got a couple one-offs. I went on tour with uh, his band, The Falcon, and they're kind of a bit of a punk rock supergroup. It's got guys from Alkaline Trio. And oh, yeah, yeah. Dave Hawes and uh, and Dan Andrea, or uh, and Brendan Kelly from Chicago, and he's in Lawrence Arms and these are all guys that I looked up to. And so I eventually got to know them. I'm like, let's try this tour. And it went all right because I think some of my fan base is from that musical world. And then therefore that musical world also understands that I'm trying not to do sticky comedy or anything like right. it's still applicable to them. And I've played music festivals where they just have a comedy stage, like the Fest down in Gainesville and like punk rock bowling and stuff. So I'm, I was kind of known in that scene. So, it wasn't that bad. Um, there was, I see people that like, oh man, I'm going to open for this band, and I, it usually doesn't work on a larger level. These were still smaller Yeah. So, again, the larger level, I don't know if the bands like, here's a little something to get pe- for people to listen to while they find their seats. But sometimes it's, I don't know, if it's also the case of, then you don't have another musical act competing with you. You know, or like, yeah well, well, if it's a comedian, then we can just come out and rock, and nobody'll know if we're good or bad compared to another band they just saw before us.
0: It just seems like a weird thing. I think I've ever, and I've seen tons of concerts. I don't think I've ever seen a comedian open for a musical act. That to me would just be, you know, weird. Got such a gear shift because you know, laughing, having yeah, a good time, and then you got to get all.
1: Thing, but
0: yeah, yeah.
1: People try to th- throw all these forms together. I mean, it was nice when festivals started throwing comedy on it because comedy became this hip thing, but. When you could tell when it was an afterthought versus somebody who knew how comedy production should go, know, like, no, here, just go in this tent uh, right across from the main stage. And so it's nothing but sound bleed and nobody can hear anything. It's a disaster. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, yeah, you got to still have to understand the dynamics. Like, again, like with a big theater, theaters can be fun. And if you get every, you know, you get everybody on board. and But it's a man. Well, you bomb in a theater. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I having flashbacks to that
0: Practical Joker show. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we you know, we have a comedy festival here in Cincinnati, of course, and it, they try to do something a little bit different with it. But um, mm-hmm. as Josh is fond of saying, it's got all the elements to, that are bad for comedy. Uh, it's you know, it's outdoors it's on the riverfront there's a lot of beer involved and yet everybody has a good time I guess from now that it's gone on for so many years people kind of know what time it is and they know what to expect and then you know the crowd is understands everything that's going on and you know so it, it, it somehow ends up working out you know really well but have you ever played bruhaha here
1: uh, no I never made it out there I think uh, old Jeff Tate was trying to get me out for
0: it Jeff Tate love Jeff Tate
1: love missing Jeff Tate oh, uh, man. I never made it out. Did. Oh, shit. at this point I don't know <laughs> <laughs> what or I might have been there during the weekend it was going on or something
0: tell I me mean, I had some recollect I don't know they, they cause it, being a go bananas favorite they try to get some of their favorite guys to uh you know to, to show up <laughs> for it so it's a it's a big I've, you know regional thing but
1: know they've asked but I think I, I mean I have been is there as much DIY, i play wherever kind of attitude it does still have to have some strategy of like, all right, I was just there six months ago. I can't go back now because I don't have a new act yet. And, you know, I still like have to be mindful of that. I don't want to roll through and give somebody the same bits. Yeah. Like, if you see me one time, and you see the act that's good. If you see me a second time and it's mostly the same act, you're probably not going to come back the third time. And again, that's relying on the longevity thing. So,
0: for 2020, more of the same, you know, taking chunks of time off and then just getting you know, some... Uh,
1: yeah, hitting some... Uh, I got touring. I got a lot of March and April booked. I think I'm going back to Australia and maybe New Zealand. I keep oh, trying sweet. to go, I go to the UK, and it never goes great, but I keep going. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> I give up. I I get an act. I get the act right where it's like, oh yeah, everything's clicking. Then you don't, never realize how much of your references are so uniquely American. Ah, uh, but I mean, Even they know us. You don't know, and you're like, hey guys, man, what was it, Burger King? Oh shit, never mind. <laughs> you got Burger King. <clears> it's different menu items, and maybe my act is not as universal uh, as I thought. It was.
0: But I think they know more about us than we do about them. Certainly. Well. You know?
1: Yeah, not to sound like a jerk, but that's most of the world.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's the way we, yeah. we, 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 pl- we planned it well.
1: <laughs> yeah, be careful getting into a political conversation when you're traveling, because they will happily come at you. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot um, more knowledge about your own government than you have yourself. Again, I know, isn't that crazy? In my case. Yeah, yeah. See my mouth shut and listen.
0: Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Well, great, man. I know you had kind of a hard out on this, on this, uh, 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 this uh, doing this interview kind of at the last minute here. I got to get this typed up and sent up to Minneapolis, and it'll uh, be in print online in city pages the week that you're there, um, and the podcast will probably drop in about two weeks. And um, yeah, and again, hope we get to see you back here in Cincinnati sometime soon.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. I was at. Go Bananas, I think it was last year. Was okay. show was nuts. Cool. It was great. But yeah, it, it's always on the list when I'm coming through that. All
0: right. Well, maybe, or maybe get you into the Taft Theater because a lot of comedians are playing there now. So get you a proper theater think, audience.
1: Yeah, that, that was an example of what you were saying. That one was weird because it was like a super high stage with high ceilings. Yeah. And if, <laughs> so I went, that's so why I was like, I'll do Go Bananas. And if maybe they want to do two shows in a night or something, I'd rather do that. It was more fun for me.
0: But yeah, it was like a weird space when I was there. There
1: you go. Well, great, man. Well, good luck with the rest of the
0: year and uh, enjoy the rest of your time off in 2020. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, bud. Be Th- good. Thanks, Al. Bye bye. Thanks again to Kyle Canaan for being on the show. You can catch Kyle this Wednesday at the Pantages Theater in Minneapolis, that was the show we were talking about there. They's at the Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, just a couple miles to the southeast there, November 21st through the 23rd, looks like, then to the Turner Ballroom in Milwaukee. So there you go, balancing those theaters and those club dates, and he's very funny, so you should go check him out. Again, he's a, what they call a comedian's comedian, and, and honestly, whenever he shows up here in Cincinnati, the uh, the comics here go nuts and are like, "We I gotta go see Kyle Kodain, gotta go see Kyle Kodain. So check him out. We are up to the song of the week. Song of the week comes from us. Uh, well, where do the songs of the week usually come from for me? Uh, one of three places. Uh, either I've heard them somewhere in a store, uh, maybe on NPR. It's four places: uh, BBC Radio One, or I've stumbled upon them in Freegal. And uh, this is a BBC Radio One thing. Uh, the DJ is called Reton. He's off of Newcastle. It's you know not unremarkable. You know it's a DJ. He found a singer and uh, he lifted a, a hook, a familiar hook from a song. And uh, in this case, it's from "Don't Go" by Yaz, or. Uh, Yazoo, as you would uh, call them, over in the UK. Anyway, this is Rutan featuring Oliver Heldens and Bula. The song is called Turn Me On. It does lift the riff from Don't Go. And uh, in this case, though, it makes me want to listen to Don't Go more than does this tune. And it's weird because uh, a song similar to this came out a couple years ago that I loved. It was the Robin Scholes featuring Francisco Yates tune called Sugar. And it is said to have borrowed a hook from, I think it's called uh, Baby Bash. Sugar Sugar is the name of the song. It's essentially the same song. Robin Schultz and Francisco Gates essentially covered it and or remixed it, although I like their version better, maybe just because I heard that one first, maybe because it's more of a pop song and the Baby Bash song is more rap hip hoppy. and that's not, not necessarily my bag. But anyway, uh, I like that version more than the original, whereas this one, I'm just like... I'm going to go put on some Yazoo now. But anyway, it's, it's cool. It's cool to hear that riff. It's cool to hear that riff on Radio 1, here hear it on popular radio. We may be hearing it in North America soon. Who knows? But this is my uh, song of the week on PF Tape Recorder it's called Turn Me On. It's Rattan featuring Oliver Heldens and Vula. PF Tape Recorder, so long and thanks for listening. My heart, it was made of stone
1: I was out there seeking after hours For money, looks and power But all that goes and always goes And just give me some love Cause I'm running out of that feeling Don't prescribe me that job. Cause I need some more of your healing Baby, turn me on, turn me
0: on Bring me on, bring me on